0: Is in the middle, checks back against Carter and scores!
1: That is atypical
2: for the Amina Maga. quickly gets it back again.
1: Oh, what a goal! Well, that sums up her season.
3: everyone and welcome to another Vic Acres Wonderland podcast and yes it's me I'm back I'm back in the hosting chair and I'm joined by my partners in crime, my co-conspirators, my co-hosts, the lovely Lottie and Matt. Matt how's the week been for you?
1: Uh, I've just been mainly chucking it down so uh, it's not been great but it's been an interesting week that's for sure.
3: Yeah, the, the summer is definitely over and the storm clouds are coming over for sure. Um, I was having to drive back from Derby today, nothing but water all the way down the m one It's been horrific. Um, so hoping for better weather this weekend. Um, Lottie, has it been a bit sunnier down in uh, North London?
2: I actually saw this. I actually forgot how the sun looked like, but it, it was out this afternoon. So that was quite nice. But other than that, it's been grim. It's been grey and it's that light horrible rain you get soaked in at some point when it does come down
3: and joining us for this uh bristol preview we have our very own uh bristol fan supporter bristol city fan supporter, to say that is sahan mia um please please tell me it's been a bit sunnier down in uh, in the west country
0: yes of course good evening uh, everyone thank you for having me on the show uh sorry, I, I missed the start of that question so i thought my headphones were, were
3: how's uh, the how's the weather been in the west country
0: oh um yeah, it's been it's been raining quite a lot today. It, it was actually <laughs> fine to be honest. Um, well, in the afternoon anyway. But um, hopefully, um, the rain won't affect the game this Sunday because I've seen that the club did post travel information for those that were planned to get the trains yes. from the game this Sunday.
3: I should say there was a note. There was some be some flooding on the railway line, so the, our supporters' club has been a bit of a mini panic. Um, about potential travel um, for that game. Hopefully, the the sun does come out and the water does just drain away because um, we've got a lot of fans hoping to come down to the lovely city of Bristol to take in the game, which we're going to discuss. Um, you may have eagle-eyed viewers and and eagle-eared listeners may have noticed that I wasn't in on the uh, on the Tuesday app. I was sadly studying for my assessment today, which, thank goodness, is now out the way. It was a very stressful experience, um, but not. As stressful as last weekend when myself, Matt and Lottie were in the Emirates Stadium and suffered watching Arsenal eventually beat Aston Villa, two goals in injury time. Um, uh, Matt and Lottie uh, very well covered the game in my absence, but I wanted to ask all the panellists here, obviously it was a very stressful experience, but that aside, what has been your most stressful match day experience in terms of being game with the result or the game? However, Matt, I'm going to come to you first. What's your most stressful match day experience? It was actually the Liverpool game because I couldn't get into Euston.
1: Um, so for those that don't know, you might want to go back to the other podcast. Essentially, there was I'd I missed the first train and then by the time I got down to Euston, There was signalling failures, so I was camped outside of, well, camped in Wolverhampton, waiting to get down to London. I was on the train for, I was on that train for an extra seventy-three minutes, so I basically missed Villa's opening goal. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's the most stress I've ever had at a game. There have been other games that I've nearly missed. I think Mm. uh, further down, uh, earlier, none of them WSL games, luckily. But it's just one of the things I hate. is not being on time for games and missing the warm ups and the kickoff. is mm. It's just um, one of my yeah. ha- hates, and it was Lottie, not a good day.
3: <laughs> Lottie, what about you? What's your most stressful moment? You've obviously been to many, many more games than us down the years, men and women. So, what's been your most stressful? It's got to be, to be missing
2: my flights to Munich.
3: Oh, and then my we... flights
2: being cancelled on the way back on the same trip.
3: I, I was uh, so annoyed which which Munich was this because there's been a few tri- Munich trips down the years was it a good Munich Fire or a bad Munich, Munich? Uh,
2: it was a bad one I still went out there every year but <laughs> it was a bad one we got five ones yeah
3: five? yeah okay less less about tanked. that the better Not the women no, the men. Let's just no, make that clear. Cool. No, we only lost one nil. Um, but it says a lot that the 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 match day experience was not as bad as the travel experience, which shows how bad the travel experience was, in the Exactly. Imbalance. the
2: the tra- The travel is a nightmare, especially when you've got problems with your flights on both ends, going there and back. It was just
3: absolutely chaos. Absolutely. But
2: since that since that trip, I've never had a problem, so I'm quite happy, Touchwood.
3: Absolutely. Well, let's hope the good run keeps going. Um, Mia, I'll I'll come to you, Bristol City fan. What has been your most stressful Bristol City moment?
0: oh um i mean you put me on the spot i mean i've been a fan of like the men's team for 15 years and i think Mm. the women's team coming up to five but i think one stressful moment actually happened to me last sunday at the game at man city or just before the game of man city so it was a it wasn't on the fa player but i mean it wasn't on tv but it was a 1 p.m kickoff so Mm. me and my friends had to leave bristol at 8 a.m anyway and i drove up one of the cars we got to the stadium in good time, but we—I ha- don't know if any of you have been to um, the Joy Stadium, as it's called now. Sorry, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's the academy stadium for all the rest of us.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, we got there in good time. But yeah, we parked in the car park about like an hour, like a ten-minute walk away, mm. and so I was carrying some flags that we take to home and away games, and also a drum which belonged to two supporters of mine who couldn't make the game. Mm. um so we did the 10 minute walk you know um got inside the stadium we'll put up the flags and then the steward came over and then said uh he just had to get a message from his control room to make sure that the flags were okay to put up i mean they were all just C flags yeah. and there was nothing like political or offensive mm. about mm. them and then he got he eventually got the message and it was fine and then he noticed the drum yeah and then he had to call back his control room And because he said, apparently drums should have been a request for a drum should have been made to the club beforehand, which myself and none of the other supporters knew about. And then he got the message that the drum was not allowed. And um, I was told um, there was nowhere for the drum to be kept inside the stadium. So I had to take it back (laughs) to my car. Right. At this point, It was about 20 minutes before kickoff. So I walked carrying this massive drum 10 minutes back to the blue car park by the Etihad Stadium, put the drum back in my car and then had to rest for a bit, and then walked back um, to the stadium. Luckily, I was able to skip the queues because, like, I yeah. think the people recognised me. Mm. But, yeah, I, I missed kickoff. And thankfully, or oh, unthankfully, I didn't miss any goals. I mean, we, I was, we, con- yeah. we scored, conceded five goals in the first half, but... Um, Did um, you miss any of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that... all the goals were in front of the away end, where... Well, the away end, because mm. during my club requested an allocation, so Man City <laughs> ended up sending the tickets, so there were some home fans where the away fans were meant to be
3: yeah see this is fascinating because i'd heard about this drum story on a wsl column um i would heard that there'd been some people who had to take a were allowed to play a drum in the stadium and had to take it out which for me is madness because you want better atmospheres, and you know a drum would do that. So I'm not sure what, what's happened. There's obviously been a breakdown of communication somewhere. But in Riz, it was your good self. So um, uh, thanks for that. That's a fascinating insight. My most stressful matchday experience um, is was at the Arsenal-Chelsea game a few seasons ago when we were three turn up, and I'm looking at the clock, and it's 20 minutes, and I'm just having to basically hold my breath for 20 minutes and hoping. We did hold on, um, but that's definitely the most stressed I've been at a matchday experience. But no, uh, Shahan, yeah, you definitely win that particular round. On to the pod itself, um, there's been a, quite a bit of uh, football midweek action. Arsenal, sadly, weren't involved, um, thanks to Paris, but Paris played on. Uh, they were in the playoffs, and, of course, there was a big team that went out in the in the Champions League and made a lot of news. Uh, Wolfsburg have fallen. Paris FC have beaten Wolfsburg 5-3 on aggregate. Um, that, that must be a bit of a shock. Well, double shock, really. Both, both Champions League semi-finalists from last season. Gone, thanks to Paris.
1: Well, it's more than that, isn't it? It's there's been a lot of ups and downs, and that's one of the great, beautiful things about the Champions League. Um, I know we've you'll probably aren't aren't asked this about Man United as well. That's
3: next. That's um,
1: next. <laughs> so I'll I'll divide away from that, but essentially, it does make you question. Everything going on because some of these are huge um, history makers in their own sense. Wolfsburg have won the Champions League before. Arsenal won the Champions League before. Juventus consistently there, but over the last um, over the last couple of years, it's they've sort of dwindled a little bit because of the rise of Roma. Um, But the good news is these are the teams that are getting a spotlight now. So it means that. Maybe come next summer, we might see some of these other Paris FC players go on to play for the Bayern Munichs and Wolfsburgs of the uh, of the uh, other European leagues, and I'm looking forward to that. And it also means that you can watch the games without much fuss, <laughs> instead of just being like, "Oh, Arsenal playing. Oh, who they're playing. Oh,
3: it's Barcelona again." Yeah. Well, we should say massive congratulations to Paris FC, obviously toppling Arsenal in the in the. Pre qualifiers toppling Wolfsburg in the uh, playoffs, and they, have, of course, been rewarded with a nice, easy group with um, oh, Chelsea. So uh, the <laughs> which bodes well if they if they're that good at taking out semi finalists. Um, Chelsea um, better be careful there. Uh, another Parisian team, PSG, were on the uh, war path, and they took out our other English uh, prospect, Manchester United. They have fallen uh, two. That's two Champions League games in their proud history and they've won neither of them um so they are out of the competition um i'm going to come to you with this one Lottie. um you, you might have seen somebody's comments. i'll read that read it out for the for everybody else mark skinner um i would say was not the well not the most um uh, proudest of winners or losers or so say um didn't take it gracefully um his comments post-match we deserve to be at this level i've no doubt about that which is interesting because they've never won a Champions League game, and it's their first campaign. But we'll move on. There are there are teams going through to this competition to the group stage uh, that are not good enough. Um, our standard is better than that standard, and it's crazy that we had to play PSG at this qualifying round. Crazy, and it need needs to be something that's addressed now. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk recently about the Champions League and its format with qualification. As Matt said, the likes of Juventus have uh, you know not made it. We haven't made it. Um, Manchin and I have made it, although there is debate about, you know, where they stand in the grand scheme of Europe. Um, what was your take on Mark's perspective, shall we say?
2: Well, I'm not his biggest fan because we all know he can't rotate for it. Rotate. He just <laughs> can't do it. I mean, prime example is Ella Toon. She played every single minute of every single game last season. Yeah. Um, so, but she's got someone to challenge her, challenge her in that spot now, thankfully, um, in Miyazawa. um Honestly, his his comments for me are a bit irrelevant. It's the first time they've been in it. It's mm. the first time he's ever come up against any of these teams. He hasn't gone far enough to cast that judgment. Mm. Um, as we know, last season we saw the likes of Roma. Roma, went, they went through, they scored against Barcelona for the first time. I mean, that, that in itself isn't an easy feat. We know this as Arsenal fans. We know this. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> At this point in that competition, it's anyone's game. It's not just for the big clubs, so to speak. No. Um, like who who is for someone who's only had two games in the Champions League in his life, who is mm. he to cast mm. judgment on teams yeah. who regularly win the Champions League? Mm. But because if you look at Man United's level style level of football, and then you look at Barcelona, that's two different levels to me. Mm. They haven't won multiple WSL titles. haven't won multiple cups they haven't so i don't know why he's casting this judgment it's wrong
3: for me there's this element of manchester united that they i've said before that because their men's team have great history it's
2: self-entitlement yeah they believe that their women's team
3: have that history and they don't all they have is a championship title yeah well done for that but they are not like the manchester not the same as manchester united men but they see themselves as that um Skidder made some comments. I remember in the after the game saying, "Oh, we have to attack because we're Manchester United." You know, we, you know, it's the idea that we we have to be in Champions League because we're Manchester United. We should be in this competition. And I'm thinking you you have as much pedigree in this competition as I know Brighton. You know, you you've you've done nothing. You've you've had two games. You've lost them both. Same
2: with Manchester City. Like they're the hottest team at the moment that are winning everything in the men's, but Mm. you don't get that from their women's fans. So I'm not sure where this attitude is coming from.
3: I think it's I think it's a, a a. I think it's an embodiment of the club, the fan base and the manager. This, this, this I don't want to say delusion, maybe it's a too strong a word, but just, just this notion that they are better. And they are, I'm not saying they are, a decent side. I mean, that's not they're not rubbish. And they gave PSG a very, very good game and they were a bit unlucky. Um, Golton did not foul the keeper. I think we can all agree on that. Um, if I've seen the highlights, and they they gave a good account of themselves, but this idea that they're suddenly this this great European team that's better than say Paris FC coming through or some of the other lower seed teams that are going to be in the group stage, I think is is to be laughable. honest, I don't think they're better
2: than Chelsea. They're not. Um, they've, they've never been they can't Chelsea. Even beat
3: Chelsea. <laughs> well Do you know what I mean it's yeah.
2: it's you want to take on all these big clubs, but you can't be, beat one of the bigger clubs that's in the league right now.
3: No, and if you go back through the history, you'll notice that um, plenty of other teams have had more in W have more European experience than Manchester United. By that, uh, I have a bone to pick you about that. Oh, I will one of the te- one of those oh, teams. Oh, here we go. Was it? Was it Everton? It was.
1: Oh right, they, okay. Uh, Everton have actually played over twenty games in the Champions League. Fair enough. Most of oh, what we've do ever know. done is the quarterfinals, but they have actually won games compared to Manchester well, United.
3: I, I blame I blame Twitter's character limit. There are only so many great teams I can list in that tweet. Um, but some of the other teams, obviously, were Liverpool, Manchester City, Arsenal, Chelsea, and, of course, Bristol Academy, as they were mm-hmm. known then, have also been in Europe and have got as far as the quarterfinals. I don't know if you were a fan at the time, uh, Shaham, but they did actually the, beat Barcelona along the way 2-1 in aggregate. Um, with a late penalty at um, well, it wasn't Ashton Gate, was it? At the the stadium, but it was uh, at their home ground to get a, a two aggregate win. So even Bristol City have a greater European pedigree than Manchester United, and that's something to be proud of. Also, Russo has scored the same amount of Champions League goals as Manchester United, which is a nice little uh, nice little factoid for those who you know who like to seem to like compare our strikers, like you know Mallard and Russo. But we are not here to talk about Ansonite, we are here to talk about Arsenal and Bristol, and we have Shahan yourself to talk about the mighty Bristol City. Um, so, first of all, um, obvious question, but we we'll are going in. How on earth did you become a Bristol City fan, and how long have you been following um, both teams, shall we say?
0: Sure, thanks for the question, Adam. Uh, and Yeah, so I, I grew up in Long Ashton, a village uh, just outside South Bristol, which is about yep. a mile away from Ashton Gate. Although growing up, I actually really wasn't into domestic football. I was more, I, I had Sky Sports, but I was more into like WWE or WWF at the time. <laughs> I mean, which I wrestling. got out of and then, yeah, wrestling. And then I got back into it a, a few years ago. But yeah, um, I didn't get into football or properly until I was a uni. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I stayed in Bristol for uni. And that was the season um, I started to, you know, support my local team. So after I started going to some Bristol City men games back in yeah you know, 2008, eight two thousand. No, two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, which coincidentally happened to be our season that uh, the, the 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 team won one game. Or, yeah, the, the playoff. The whole yeah,
3: yeah, so I, I was living in the West Country then, and I was seeing Bristol City get to the get, and I'm thinking we get Bristol City in the Premier League. We get Arsenal versus Bristol City at the Emirates Stadium, or they could come to like Ashton Gate, which was the equivalent of my local team, and it wasn't to be. Was it? Was it Dean Windass? Was it in in the final for Hull City? And yeah, um, that broke my that, heart. That massive.
0: That massive you know wonder shot that he scored you know mm. sent hold to the premier league for the first time in the history and you know since then you know um the team have been relegated to league one and then back in the championship now but mm. but, but it was through the men's team that i got into uh city women um mm. so i although my first game actually was in 2011 back when the team were bristol academy um me and my flatmate at the time we heard we were there in um, near Ashton Gate at the time, and mm-hmm. we heard that there was a game, a, a women's Champions League game at Ashton Gate. It was the first time that uh-huh. our team had been in the Champions League. It was a group game against Ener- Energy of a mm-hmm. team from Russia. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a one all match, and I think Just Fishlock scored the goal or scored the oh. goal for Bristol. But at the time, I didn't know who she was or no, was no, that. I didn't know who <coughs> any of the players were. No. Yeah, there was a lot of le- famous legends in that game for Bristol or these or these f- in the women's game, like. Uh, yeah, just fishlock, Colin Yolston, Anne Marie Heverton. Um, but yeah, um, I, I mean, my friend, we had a good night for where I was, but yeah, I didn't go to another women's football game until the Lionesses played at Ashgate uh, in a year 27 17 qualifier against yep. Bosnia Herzegovina. I think yep. George Scott scored the only goal, but again, at mm-hmm. the time, I didn't really know who the players were, no. but um, I didn't, I, I got more into Bristol City when I heard. That Bristol uh, the Bristol Academy had been rebranded mm. by Bristol uh by Bristol Sport because Steve Anson, the owner of the men's team, took over a essentially bought the women's team, um and yeah, rebranded Bristol Academy to Bristol City. So I I saw some games in the twenty seventeen spring series, um, when they were yep. playing at Stoke Gifford Stadium, uh, which i was living there at, at the time and i mm. thought oh you know we, we didn't win any home games before you know i'll come support the women I, it's more closer to me than Ashingate was at the time mm. unfortunately i wasn't able to, for whatever reason i did i couldn't make that commitment and then i decided to go on the last day of the, the last home game of the 2018 to 19 season i think yeah. when we lost to west ham uh but then I thought, okay, I'll give it a full go next season, and then the next season happened to be the season that got disrupted by COVID. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, yeah. And then I, I, became a season ticket holder. You know, when fans were allowed, uh, back at back again. But of course, at this point, we've been relegated to the championship. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a lovely two seasons in the championship. I played at the Robbins High Performance Centre, which is the club's training ground where both the men's, women's, and the academy teams train. Um. But yeah. Since WSL promotion, the team now play all the league home games at Ashton Gate. Um yes.
3: that, yeah, that's, um that's amazing, that is. They, they, they they've gone full time it around a bit like what Reading did, but um, but then obviously when they were the was it select car leasing stadium, but what was the, obviously the Midesky Midesz, stadium? Yeah. Bristol's done Bristol done something similar. Bristol similar. They've actually Ashton Gate for is it every game, not just WSL games, is it every game? I
0: think it's just WSL games because we had a conti Cub game at, uh, against Southampton the Last week, but that was back oh, at the High Performance Center. Right. Um, but yeah, I think but apart me does regret missing out and some of the glory years of Bristol Academy because mm. we were one game away from winning the WSL title away at Liverpool on the last day of summer season 10 years ago. Yeah. I think we were FA Cup finalists twice. Yeah, and again, we, you mentioned, did, about the, yeah, mentioned yeah, about we, the Champions League game beating Barcelona at Gate, and actually. Mary Upps was in that squad. Mm. So she has won the Champions League game well, at least more than one
3: Champions League game. <laughs> she's, yeah. won more, she's won more Champions League games at Bristol than at Manchester United, which says... Or Bristol Academies, rather, which says a lot. Um, no, Bristol City, Bristol Academy, Bristol City, Harvey, you, you, she's phrase. it has been has been a hotbed of talent. Like so Caroline Weir, I believe, has played there. Lauren Hemp, big fans of Lauren Hemp, she wants a, a Bristol team. Scored a wonder goal against Arsenal at Meadow Park, which um, concluded pretty much terminated... Um, um, then if it gets me, the, the Arsenal manager at the time, um, uh, and then obviously Joe might came after him, the name will come back to me later, I'm sure. Um, but no, yeah, Bristol City, um, I think it was 20, I think it might be 2013, I think it was, I think it was when Arsenal had a, a technicality and they, they dropped a point and it meant that Bristol pipped us and Liverpool won the league. It was big time. I think and they had, even had Mark Sampson in charge at one point and, um, Arsenal beat them in an FA Cup final, three nil. That was, uh, So, big games down the years, and it's good to have Bristol back in the league. Sadly, not doing too great at the moment. Um, Nil-nil, sorry, nil point, nil point, as they say in Eurovision. Three games. um, So, opened against Leicester, started great, 1-0 up. And then a a, a screamer, I think we can probably say from Jones, levelled it just before half-time, and then the wheels kind of fell off after that. Lost 4-2, went to Spurs. I think you were at that game, the Spurs game, I believe. You were at the, um, the was it the 3-1, the was it? Yes, some... yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I was at that game and um, one of the goals, I mean, looking back, it, it, I think from a neutral point of view, it is really funny uh, because Kayla Marquise, who's on loan from Arsenal. We're going to uh, come was... to her, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay we'll come. But, yeah, I was at a game, but yeah, it was yeah. great to be at Brisbane Road and, I met some Arsenal players at you did? that game. Again, I don't know <laughs> if you're You're gonna go into that later on. Yeah, yeah well, well,
3: Go for it. Well, who who was it you met at the game?
0: Uh so yeah, at that game, I I assume they were there to support Kalen. Uh but yeah. yeah, um, sat near the US away fans, there was Beth Mead, Vivian Miedemar and Laura Reinvoiter.
3: The ACL club.
0: <laughs> well, most of them. I mean, Leah Williamson wasn't there. No. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and then we me and my friends we saw them come and we're like. Is, is that really who I think it is? But like, yeah. and we thought, we thought, you know, people were gonna like, you know, hassle them or like go yeah. up to them for like photos. But like, yeah, literally during during the first half, no one talked to them at all. And mm. then I think when it was like half time and I think myself and w- one of my other friends you know, went up to get photos. Um, but yeah, I think I said to them a chant, which I, I was going to try to start doing at the game, but I didn't think it quite work because we were losing at that point. It was <laughs> yes. Like, it was something along the lines of, you know, North London is red, just like Bristol, North London is absolutely., red. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. but yeah. um I but yeah, I, I thought it would be a best chance to get a photo like that with them when they're not playing because if it was after a game, you know, it would be it would be seen to be kill, like I thought. And yeah, I thought I'd rather do that when they're not playing as opposed to, you know, this Sunday, for example.
3: Yes, it would Arsenal, Arsenal players behind enemy lines, it would appear. We've obviously been, although we we did conquer Brisbane Road last season, um, very well, 5-1, sad not for you. Pedro Martinez-Losa, I can't believe the name escaped me, but yes, he was the manager that Bristol City um, were able to uh, depose. Um, so the last game, what was the recent game, was the 5-0 at Manchester City, 5-0 at halftime, Jill Roard with, a, I, think, God, a break. It was all, I think, was it all headers?
0: I it was all headers, yeah. All headers, um,
3: and Bunny Shaw as well was in the score sheet as well. So, it's not been the best of starts for Bristol. Um, as I said earlier, they are tied of Aston Villa with zero points. Um, what is the what are Bristol's expectations of this season? Is it simply just staying up? Um,
0: um, and yeah, I think I think realistically, I think from a fan point of view, obviously, I think fans are realistic. You know. Probably not gonna to expect to you know win the title or mm. even qualify for the Champions League, you know. Yeah. As long as you get, you know, get points where we can and 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 I think of all the three games we've had so far, I think the Lester game was the best chance mm. um to get points. I mean, we were winning one now, and then our former captain, Amy Palmer, scored a great goal, you know, to make it one or at halftime, mm. and then yeah, and then Willie Kirk made some changes at the last game. But but yeah, I, I think yeah, it's just trying to get points and also trying to you know, get the best out of our players, and also, mm. we're also having a bit of an injury crisis at the moment at Bristol City. So, uh, our one of our more well-known players, uh, and um, like the two-time Women's Player of the Year, more, um, Abby House, and she's out injured. Apparently, mm. she injured herself during the international respect for Scotland. Mm-hmm. And there's not, qu- there's no. Qu- I think she's back in training, but I don't think she's match fit yet. And our main goalkeeper, Fran Benley, is out injured. Apparently, picked up an injury just before the Spurs game. So mm. that's why Kaylin Marquise has been starting recently. Uh, however, Kaylin won't be able to feature this Sunday because she, she can't really play against a parent club. So, yes. I think Liv Clark, who is the, the, the Welsh number one, uh, who was recalled from her Lena Wofford, uh, she'll mm. be most likely starting the game on Sunday. And yeah, I think, we, yeah, we've got a couple other injuries as well, including uh, Jesse Willie and Jess Simpson, who he had on loan from Man United, but mm. there's been no more details because unlike other clubs in the WSL, Bristol City don't seem to reveal a lot. Like I know, I know Arsenal had a press conference today, and I said yeah. other WSL clubs, but for whatever reason, our club don't seem to release the de- details of the press conferences, conferences. Yeah. And I think people like Girls on the board, for example, or other fan accounts can get to those press conferences. But yeah, c- comms with our club. Have improved compared to previous years, but yeah, yeah at the moment they're not that great.
3: M- more work to go. Um, it's good that you mentioned obviously, Kaylin, uh, um, my because obviously she is an arse. Well, it was Arsenal last season on loan at uh, Bristol City. Um, gave us um, lots of fun moments last season, mainly on the social media side and, and acting almost like a cheering on the squ- you know, big squad player, cheering on the team, did a lot of um, um a real positive voice. The team did a lot of interaction with the fans on match day, which was which was great fun. Um, did play in the Champions League in that three-one uh, win at home to Zurich. Remember, Nob scored a particularly good volley. Um, how it sounds bad because obviously Bristol lost all the games and conceded a lot of goals. But it, how is how is she doing at Bristol despite obviously some of the, the score lines?
0: I mean, she's made some great saves, mm. uh, but I think because of like the mistakes particularly the one of the Spurs game and, yeah. and the one of last week against Man City where she she pretty much punched the ball as she was saving it, but landed mm-hmm. right in front of Bonnie Shaw to tap in with her head. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, she, a bit inconsistent. And I think of all the fans I've spoken to, or some fans I've spoken to, I think, again, opinions divided. And I think some fans will definitely be glad. I mean, no disrespect to Kim, but I think those fans I think some are definitely happy that it's not her to start in the game on Sunday. Obviously due to the technicality she couldn't be yes. anyway. But yeah. I think I think once Cut the time. I think mm-hmm. for the next game after the international break against West Ham, you know, I um I don't know whether Lauren Smith may choose to play um Liv Clark and goal again. It depends what how she does the Sunday, yeah. but Fran Benny um I think she's injured her leg and I think she'll be out for at least a few more weeks.
3: What is um what is the best sort of what's the best, What is the threat that us Arsenal fans going to the game, who should we fear in this British side? I think is it drops your top scorer with two goals already this season? Um who are the, the danger players that the likes of um lots of moy and and um Akadina and and Alistair should be aware of going to Ashton Gate?
0: Yeah, so yeah, Emily Amelie Tesha be me mentioned, she is our top goal scorer, although convenient interestingly, all, all her goals are come from penalties. <laughs> and um there's a bit of a there's a bit of an injoke between like the Brazilian fan base because our men's team have like a thing where work we don't really get penalties mm. or the, in their game. So it's funny that like, the women's team get penalties. But yeah, other than Testrup, um I think one I think some players, you know, Arsenal fans should watch out for include uh Fjorn Morgan, uh mm. who's very fast when she runs. Um I think in terms of a defense, you know, we have like the likes of Naomi Lazelle who will probably Go one on one, and we'll probably you know keep, keep the ball out and you know stop the attack. Um, and I think, yeah, I think. So I'm just trying to think. Who, I, I mean, I would have said Abby Harrison, but of course, she, yeah, she's out injured at the moment. She did. But yeah, yeah. If, if she if she starts to comes on, I think yeah, Shanai Hales could be an interest, an interesting threat because, Yeah, she's very fast as well. She runs, and she was our top goal scorer last season in the championship. Um, but yeah, obviously. Um, some of our squad might be very young, but we do have a lot of experience as well, uh, such as Satoru Murray in defence and Rachel Furness, who joined this.
3: Rachel, Fu- Legend, yeah. legend of the game, Rachel Furness, massive shout out to her. You did obviously mention that the championship you were promoted um, last season. Um, we've got just from almost finished up on Bristol. But what was it like, the championship winning season? Does it obviously get much coverage compared to the, the WSL um, but what was it like, you know, going from and winning the title at the end of the season and getting promoted? I mean, it was like the end of
0: it. I mean, it, it, to be honest, I think us fans really enjoyed it because I think compared to the, the WSL, where you have like your top four or five teams mm. and you have mm. the rest of the teams and like just battling out, battling out. I think the championship it was more entertaining. Um, the The table can change, teams can go up and down pretty much every single week because it was mm. just so chaotic. And no, there was no one clear favorite. Oh, there usually was one clear favorite, especially in previous years, like mm. Man U, Aston Villa, or Liverpool or Leicester. But yeah, I think mm. that yeah, the last two seasons were incredible. And um, and also it was nice to see the, us, you know, win games or consecutively, because which was something we weren't really used to last time we were in the WSL. Yeah, um, and I think it was just like a complete rebuild of the team on and off the pitch. And I think the team behind the scenes should be is more stable now. Yeah. It was when uh, when we were asking the WSL and Tanya Oxley was in charge, and I think there was a different chairman, a different board members at the time. But yeah, I think now it's more. I think the club have invested. Um, mm. I don't know what the budget is like because, of course, our men's team is not a Premier League team, and no. yeah, we um, But yeah, I think. But I think more resources have gone into like stuff behind the scenes, like mm. analysts, physiotherapists, staff members, and. So on. Um yeah, being the championship was great. Uh, I know, yeah, there was not as so much cap coverage because there's only one game live on the FA player. Mm. And there's like accounts like on and off the pitch since 71. Mm. I give great analysis to the championship. And also there's the Barclays Women's Championship show that's on the FA player every week. Yeah. Hosted by Morning Rose Comita. That, that's a great show, which I still watch even though my team's not on the championship.
3: Just talk about the behind the scenes. Um, one of the people behind the scenes obviously Anita Asante. Uh, does work. What is her role in Bristol City and and, uh, and maybe like what what impact has she had? Obviously she's an Arsenal legend and Lioness legend to as well. Um, regularly seen on the TV, doing the punditry. But what has she been doing at, at Bristol City, sort of behind the scenes? So that
0: season, she was a first team coach. So she'd be, I think she was on a part-time role. So she would be with the club during the week mm-hmm. and then on a the match day, either be with the team mm-hmm. Or doing media coverage for a WSL game, but this season her role has slightly changed. So she's still, a, I think she's now some sort of consultant. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, does consultancy for the club, but I think she she now does more match day coverage for the WSL because I think she was at the Emirates last week.
3: She was, she was. Yeah. Is what I was a bit confused because I thought, hang on, haven't you got a game at the at the academy that you need to be <laughs> need to be helping out? Maybe you could sub in the, in the defence and help out. But um, yeah. yeah, so she's she's her role at Bristol has reduced since since promotion.
0: City. yeah, I, I don't think it was because of promotion, maybe there might yeah. be other factors, but yeah, last season she was one of the first team coaches alongside Jennifer Foster. Mm-hmm. But this season, Jennifer Foster is now a Leicester, and um, the other coach or assistant coach position is now with Natalie Haig, former mm-hmm. Aston Villa player, and with her, and was most recently assistant manager at Lewis last season.
3: Oh, yes, a lot of love, quite a lot of love for Lewis. Um, I think there's more the clubs we can, everyone could have own a bit of, which um. Very, very nice club. And such a shame we didn't get them in the Conti Cup draw. Um But we have got Bristol City, so we're looking forward to that particular fixture when it comes around. Um Matt, if you can remind me, is, is the Bristol game, is that the one that's at Meadow Park or is that the one, is that away? It's at Meadow Park. And I think tickets have already gone out for that, I believe, haven't they? Yes. Yes,
2: excellent. they have. I've managed to pick mine up the other day. So Excellent. excellent. nice so. new flags and I've actually got flag ties to tie up in the North Stand, so...
0: Brilliant, north I'm ready I to go. Oh, sorry. Unfortunately, I won't be able to go to that game because oh, it's midweek. No. It's a bit of an inconvenient travel for me. But mm. and also, I've used up a lot of annual leave mm. going to Australia for the World Cup. <laughs> but I am planning <laughs> to visit Meadow Park for the WCL WSL. WSL. Because I don't think our game at Arsenal, I don't think it's mm. one of the games for the Emirates, as far as I'm aware.
3: No, no sad, not. Sadly, not. S- sadly not. Sadly um, not. In and talks of inconvenience and travel, this game is on in the very, very late slot, um annoyingly six forty-five on a sunday evening um it was a game i think we all hope we might be able to get some tickets and go to um yeah. i was all for it bristol's a lovely city as i said but, uh, many times before but um completely inconvenient um but shout out anyway to the arsenal fan base they will be there um they've confirmed i think it's just over ten thousand tickets have already been sold for this game for at ashton gate which is quite frankly incredible it's a twenty-seven thousand capacity stadium but i think we'll get a decent crowd and a decent atmosphere there so on to the game itself um we're coming in with well i loosely could be described as form um having won a game this season um against aston villa just. um just um but russo is off the mark which i'm absolutely proud of dead chuff with. Uh, Beth Mead's back on the pitch, which is great to see. Um, Came on the pitch and immediately we got two goals, which is great. Rumours are that Viv could be in the matchday squad for the Bristol game. Uh, One to keep an eye on. Um, Obviously, Viv and Bristol have got a bit of history. Shahan knows exactly what I mean. Um, you have are... one
0: game, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought, how
3: can how can I drop that into the conversation? But yes,
0: if... <laughs> I mean, well, you... I wasn't I wasn't there at that game. But what I find funny about that game is that was the season where Arsenal didn't win the league. No, they no, didn't get relegated. Relegated.
3: Well, that was the thing. I think it was um, Liv- it was Liverpool that got relegated that season on the P- it was the points per game, which was hugely controversial. Um. Arsenal, Arsenal basically lost the lead because they lost the two big games just before lockdown. I think the last game was at Liverpool game and they just, just slipped to the last moment. And that was sort of the beginning of the end for Joe Montemurro. But the 11-1 game is notorious for you know, and sadly for yourself, but obviously for us, it's it's a very unique game and you know, broke all records and Viv scored six and assisted four, and it's worth watching back. But I personally don't think she will feature massively in this game if she if she does at all, it's off the bench. Um Mead, maybe we'll see a bit more of her. Um, Russo, off the mark, as we said, um, hopefully with some more goals. Um, Matt, what are you expecting in this game?
1: Um, just by going by what both teams have done, I don't think it's going to be out of the question that this this game's going to have goals. Um, well, not okay, down that's, to... a,
3: that's, that's a nil-nil draw in the bag, then. <laughs> the Oval Town away springs to mind. <laughs>
1: you just have this feeling it's it's nothing against bristol and it's nothing against arsenal just it feels like the very start of the season again where you you don't have those um I talk about it all the time now don't I the the fact that there isn't that communication at the back that we had last season mm. bristol in a new league you don't know what you're going to get um even though they've got some experience in the WSL with them um, I could I could see it being a very open game, and this is one of the reasons why I do love the WSL is that you don't you do get games like this, and you think oh it'll be a walk in the park, but no, these uh seems like Bristol will come at you with everything they've got. It won't be a uh, oh that's uh, Chelsea are here. Let's just I uh, just step aside and let them score as many goals as possible. <laughs> this this game's gonna be end to end. Every neutral's gonna be on their seats. For this one you can just say it. it's a real shame that it was the 645 one yeah. because yeah. i think a lot of us would have made it and you could probably imagine it, it would have been close to a being a sellout
3: it i'll reckon it, i mean i always feel sorry for these things because obviously sky have to put the game somewhere um that being said there is only one i think there's only one premier league game on on sunday um so i can only assume there's another big sporting well yeah, there must be another big sporting occasion happening um, that I'm not aware of. I mean, the other the I think other it's weekend, rugby. well, the rugby's on tonight and tomorrow night on the Saturday. I don't. I know. I mean, like the other weekend, it was obviously the golf, and that sort of played into the WSL's hands. But yeah, it, it, it does feel weird that it's not. It's a game that's not taking the early slot. But six forty five, it is. Um, you did mention obviously you're getting a lot of goals last time Arsenal played away at Bristol City. Um there were goals. There are four of them. Uh Viv with two, Mead with one, and a certain Daniela van der Donk with our last ever WSL goal uh for Arsenal. That was at Twerton Park in um, in Bath, isn't it, I believe. Um this time around, obviously Ashton Gate, things may well be different. Lottie, who are you looking forward to seeing at Arsenal um in the game for Arsenal?
2: Do you know what? I think one of the most exciting things for me is I've obviously seen Bristol play the first three games and mm. it's a new team to come up against us and let's say our se- the start of our season's not been fantastic.
3: Yeah.
2: we are still kind of trying to pull it together. So I feel like it is going to be end-to-end. Uh, we've got a problem with our end product at the moment. So I don't mm. know how that's going to come from, but we know what Rooster's like for England. Once she gets one, that's it. She's yeah. going to get, be hungry for more and her her confidence skyrockets. Sky um, Maybe a McCabe banger? You know, Another one. yeah. She,
3: she, she's already off the mark yeah. with one particularly yeah, good one.
2: Exactly. So I think she'll have about three or four this season, hopefully. Um, a bit, little bit disappointed that Abby Harrison's uh, injured. Um, uh, mm. I was actually looking forward to quite seeing because I had, did did pick her up from the fantasy football. She's been sitting on my bench. So, <laughs> um, yeah. though, I just I'm looking forward to because I I always enjoy watching sort of neutral games at the moment, and. Mm discovering new players I mean in the World Cup it, there was the likes of Linda Casado. Mm. no one had heard of her yeah, and it, it, yeah. It, it's, I'm still keeping an eye, eye on her over in Spain still mm.
3: and, and of course Kyra Kuni really Cross as well obviously
2: oh well, she's here I don't have to that was my World Cup wish <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted and I'm going to sit here and be smuggled about it um, I think she was warming up, warming up at Liverpool and Villa, and I'm going, Matt, Matt, look, look at this, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a child. I just got so excited. I mean, she was absolutely brilliant at the World Cup. Um, I want to see some minutes from her as well.
3: Yeah,
2: even um, if it means take taking taking off. Leo Volti.
3: Speaking of childishness, do make sure you check out the latest Arsenal Women's TikTok of Kyra Cross trying to keep in rhythm uh, with Beth and Pilova. Um, I don't know what they're talking about or trying to sing, um, but it, uh, as always with Arsenal Women, it's complete chaos and very, very, very funny. Um, this is a game that I feel like if you've been if we were in form, I'd feel happy with, but I'm always very apprehensive about these games now because as an Arsenal fan, we still have nightmares about going to a certain bottom of the league team, beginning with the letter B and thinking we're going to win and then we lose 2-0 and it costs us the league title. So, Bristol City away. Um, <laughs> um, Shahan, what are your thoughts? I mean, are you confident that maybe Bristol could, could do a Birmingham and maybe, you know, cause an upset? Or is this going to be batting down the hatches and, and hope we're not five 0 down again at half time.
0: Yeah, I think one of our, yes, yeah, so from a Bristol City perspective, some of our previous issues is like we have a great, you know, one half is one half is better than the other. Mm. So if you, you look at the Manchester game, for example, um, we were, you know, five 0 down at half time, but second half played a really great game, <laughs> drew the and, second half. <laughs> yeah, and, and and Adam and Lon and Smith said, and I think in the subsequent interviews, and you know, the team has to not just win the half, I also have to win the full 90. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not expecting a stalemate. Uh, I'm thinking it will be a great crowd. Um, I think that's Tom Gary tweet from the Telegraph tweeted this morning saying ticket sales as of this morning is now 10500 Oh, um, even better. Will, Brilliant. Regardless, it is a new Bristol City women's rec- record at Ashengate. Um mm. Yeah, it's a great stadium, great facilities. I think someone from the Arsenal Women's Support Club contacted me because I am actually a representative on the on our Bristol City Sports Club and Trust, asking mm. for someone to meet up yep. uh, or for them to go before the game. So, and I know Arsenal requested an allocation in Ashgate; That sold out. Brilliant. They requested a second allocation.
3: That sold out as <laughs> That's well. Out as well. <laughs> well, it's incredible, considering the, the kickoff times and everything. Yeah. Um, to, to, to have that commitment is pretty good.
0: And I think for me, as again, for all WSL, Bristol City fans like myself, I think that's one thing we are going to have to get used to because I think I, it's going to happen to us at some point. You know, we're going to have an away game mm. and it's going to be moved to six forty-five. Um, yeah, kickoff. Yeah, I'm, I feel bad for. I'm guessing you three aren't going to the game.
3: Uh, it's a game I wanted to go to. This game we were all hoping to go to because obviously we've got friends in the in the south as well, and we it would have been yeah. a good day out. Um, with work, it's just not possible, which which makes the those that have, have made the journey um, even more impressive. Um, doesn't sound like it's going to be like when we went to Brisbane Road and the away fans outnumbered the home fans um, considerably. Sounds like there's going to be a decent um, Bristol City um, collective there as well as the Arsenal. So that's really, really positive to to hear. Yeah. Um, so we're on to the game itself. Obviously, we talked on the players. We're going to move into a bit of predictions. Um, Matt, I'm going to come to you. Uh, formation, are we... We've we've discussed formations endlessly on this pod <laughs> with the the back three and back four. Jonas stuck. Well, so say he moved to the back four that we all used to, and we won. Um, we're going away from home now, but it is not Manchester United. It's it's no offence to Bristol City, but it is Bristol City. Can he is he going to stick with back four? Do you reckon? And and try and grow that that uh, Lotta uh, partnership.
1: I wonder if he's actually going to make it more chaotic, like he did that last ten minutes. Two at the back, one in midfield, and then oh, yes. the top
3: every every forward on. Just yeah, I'm surprised Jen. Was... I'm surprised Jen Beattie didn't get pulled on and make it another auxiliary <laughs> forward, and and
2: then to be fair, the Jen, as I said to you before, as I said to Matt on the last pod, the Jen Beattie card doesn't work anymore. People know where she's going to It just doesn't playing. work after after what she did to Pop. That was it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. That was it for everybody, and it's it's. It's a move that's been sussed. So mm. we've now got a new move, so to speak. Shove everyone up top.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. So you know, lineup wise, could it be Lotter as said, or maybe Lotter maybe Catley? Because I think that's like how he finished. It was Lotter, Catley, yeah. McCabe, but, and, yeah. and and. and it,
1: I would imagine that it would be a back four mm. um, for this one. Steph on the left, Noah on the right. And then I imagine it'll be Amanda and Lotter. Mm. Uh, yeah, lots of um, the big question over who he wants to go for in the goal at the moment.
3: Um, mm. I think Sabrina might come in for this one.
1: I kind of have that feeling as well.
3: Yeah. It's,
1: it's nothing again. It's nothing against Manu.
3: Manu. He, he was fine at the week. It was, was. There was nothing. In fairness, Villa didn't really offer anything apart from the goal, but there was nothing to to be scared about with Manu. I thought she. Would, and also, happy birthday, Manu. I should say big <laughs> happy birthday to Manu Zinsberger. Uh, many happy returns on the Vicky Wakers Wonderland team.
1: Yes, uh, we should say happy birthday to yeah. many <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> that it's, uh, just leaves who's in midfield. So you, you usually expect Frida, Kim, and Leah in that mm. midfield. Um I might be wondering if you might sub some of them out because they haven't had much of a break. I would expect yeah. him to Kim to to start. Yeah. Frida has been a bit she's been very mentally fatigues mm. and I think it's sort of caught up with that so I'd be wondering maybe you might bring Kyra Cooney-Cross in for this one okay instead just, just to get, give that a try see how that goes mm. if not I would imagine Victoria might play as that exact midfielder that mm. would then leave uh, Steena or Alessia I imagine Alessia's going to start Stina's going to be on the bench Mm-hmm. or the other option is you put play like, both of them at the same time and then Caitlin on the left but i think
3: Caitlin's a bit over over at the moment so maybe maybe Lekas could come on lotcha I'll, I'll come to you on this i don't know if you saw some of the comments of Palova being compared to a smart bomb um after her, uh, uh, her crunching tackle in the midfield in the build up to um <laughs> the the equaliser does Pullover deserve a, a, a start to maybe over Frieda?
2: Um, At this point, as much as I'm a Frida fan, Frida looks absolutely knackered. Mm. I mean, we know when she has X amount of shots, her head starts to drop as it's not going in the back Mm. of the net or she's narrowly missing. Mm. And she'll keep going, but her confidence and stuff just drops. Mm. Um, We're seeing bits of Vic like she was in that game when she took out Volti. And it seems like more of more of that is coming through at the moment, and I'm here, all here for it, because it's not going to be <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, I'd I'd throw Vic in that in into the mix and see how she goes. But uh, it's a question of can she hold out the whole ninety minutes?
3: We might have to rebrand to Vic Palova's Wonderland if she comes on and has a as an <laughs> <laughs> as an amazing game. Um, uh, the other one I was going to maybe throw at you is obviously Russo started all our games, obviously off the mark, but you know Steiner. As um, yes, you know, score against Manchester United. Could we maybe see a bit of rotation there? Maybe, maybe Steena lead the line, or is it are we all team Russo at the moment for for starting? I'd rather
2: have both hmm. because purely on the basis because Russo hasn't got Stina's speed. As good yeah. as good as she's great at hold at play and all of that, she hasn't got this quite got the speed. Because you look back at that again, there's a few moments, you sit there and wish. I just wish she had a tiny bit more speed on her, and she mm-hmm. would have got there a lot quicker. Cena um, has that, and yeah,
3: I'd start them both. Fair enough. Um, Shahan, I'm not going to ask you to name an Arsenal lineup, don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> instead, I'll, I'll, for, for the team of Bristol City, um, you mentioned obviously Makisi can't play, so the Welsh uh, number one keeper will be likely starting in her place. So, what is your predicted lineup slash formation uh, for, for the game? How do you reckon they will line up deep? Low block deep, try and play nil nil, or do you reckon that might be a bit of a, a bit of ambition maybe to maybe to take something?
0: Yeah, I, I I'm confident. That I think Lance Smith may make some sort of you know attack and formation, you know, because uh, I think one of the flaws we had in the last time in on the WSL was so we were just too counter defensive, mm. as in we let the team come in and then we try to counter. You know, counter attack or defend hmm. that way, but I, I think we should see what Lon does, and especially again, if Liv Clark is likely to start, whether she'll have the same, um, you know, communication with the with her with the back line, because yeah, we're we'll, we're we'll already on our third goalkeeper of the season. Yep. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, you you all mentioned about Arsenal players. I think for me, this, I think this is. The, one thing I am looking forward to this Sunday, especially the, from the things I have heard based on meme culture and also <laughs> from other news. So the first thing is I'm looking forward to seeing when or if or when Katie McCabe gets a yellow card. because apparently that's Oh, yes. End. yeah,
3: Legendary. Legendary. Yes, she does oh, love a yellow card. Adam,
2: she didn't get her yellow at Villa. I was wrong. I'm going to call it again.
3: No, no, but she did get her goal. So it's either one or the other. Yeah. She either gets booked yeah, or but- she gets the goal.
2: <laughs> I said she was going for the hat-trick and the Villa game, didn't I? And she didn't yeah. get it. So I'm going to yeah. call it again and she won't get a card.
3: <laughs> but would you rather she have got her hat-trick but not scored?
2: Oh, I'd rather the goal. I don't want to <laughs> get any yellow cards. But it's just, she's notorious for it. Yeah. And obviously, the clamp, so, sorry, Shahan. Um, the clamp is down on the, on the back chat. So we're going to see a lot more.
3: Of yeah that, i think and the time wasting that's the one i'm worried about is mckay gets a second booking for time wasting in the 10th minute that's that's when it's all going to go nuclear another, another alex greenwood um sorry johans you you were saying yes about yeah uh, yeah so
0: country. that's one thing i think just as a jump for for for, for, for i'm looking forward to seeing mm. and of course I, I, sticking with k of course there's the irish connection so she could face up against her irish teammates megan connolly who's on new captain now yeah and chloe Mustaki. Uh, who um, you know? She she started the last couple of games for us, um, and also um uh, Stigma Orphans Green. I understand Arsenal will be wearing their green
3: third kit. Is it the third kit for the first time this Sunday? Yes. Um, yeah, we've got a, um. Lossie's a bit of a big fan on the old uh, green kit. I'm not a fan of away kits. I always go for oh, home kits? That's beautiful. What are
2: you talking yeah. about? I love that shirt. Uh, and, and it's most and- it's mostly because of the um for the fancy watch on TV that colourblind. Yeah, I believe your kit is stri- red and white stripes, isn't it? I
0: think yeah, my so it...
2: Hurt looking at our away kit with your home kit, to be honest,
0: it's it's all red, uh, but with like very small, thin white stripes. And mm. unlike the men's team, we wear, uh, the women's team wear red shorts because the men's ah. team wear red shorts.
3: Yes, that's yeah. that's brilliant. I love yes. that. That's brilliant. That's, yeah, but yeah, who? who by the way, Lottie, have you got your name? What was your name on the back for your green shirt again?
2: Oh, I've got Russo.
3: I've got Russo. I've had to send it for
2: repress, though because It's already peeling, so yes, I, I won't have that on Sunday, unfortunately.
3: You'll be, yes, I'm sadly not. Um, so yes, Han, um, as I was saying, the uh Megan Connolly and her Irish teammates, he was saying about uh Bristol. Um, so who, what is your recommended sort of formation and full and team then?
0: Uh, I'm not sure about from to be honest, um, I'm not really one of um. <laughs> Tactics. I not really play formations. Yeah, the, yeah. Tag, yeah, I mean that, that's why I never became a football manager. Um don't but
3: you, you don't yeah. play football manager then you're not a uh, not a football game football game. Like.
0: No, although yeah. I, I do want to get EA Sports FC 24 because to see women that are in there for the for the first time now that we're the yes they are. Uh, they are. but the, yeah the game's just really expensive, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably wait. Um yeah, enough. um I'm not sure about formation, but yeah, I'm, um I don't know whether Abby Harrison, who I mentioned earlier. Again, yeah. is injured, but was at, was back in training. I don't know whether she'll be. She might come oh. on as a sub appearance, but, um, yeah. I, I'm just hoping you know, we'll, you know, there'll be noise. From, there'll definitely be noise from the Arsenal fans, and I and I sit in the singing area, or the impromptu singing area yes. we have, mm. um, at Gay. But yeah, with over ten thousand fans, I assume most of them are definitely Bristol City fans, or yep. as opposed to just you know wanting to see
3: some of the lionesses, which mm. is one that thing. Happened- yeah, there have been no, it's been known for certain grounds that fans are only there to watch the lionesses. That has been the accusation thrown at by certain fan bases. Um, but I think you are right about the noise. Anybody who watched our game against Manchester United LSV will have heard, um, well, the chance on the Arsenal fans and then just booing from all the Man United fans. Um, so we will be definitely bringing the noise, and I can't wait to hear them and obviously the Bristol City fans as well um, lend their voice to the game um, on Sunday. Should be good fun. Um, I'm afraid we are almost out of time, but before we go, just just time for a bit of a match day prediction. So uh, Lottie, I'm gonna to come to you first. What score line are you predicting?
2: I'm gonna go with a classic three-two to the Arsenal.
3: Three-two. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh Shahan, uh Yeah. I uh, um I was just, I
0: was just gonna quickly say I'm I'm glad Arsenal won last week because that put Less pressure on us because of the one last week. They've been <laughs> above us on the table. Um, I mean they were above us anyway, but yeah, both yeah. from zero yeah. points. But yeah. Um I'm gonna try to be a little bit
3: optimistic and I'm gonna say two all. Two all. Okay. Uh, Matt, I'll come to your last score lines. What are you thinking? Be last. Uh, um, but I'll be last, I'm... <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: thinking I'm thinking this is gonna be it's it's got game, it's gonna have goals. I don't I I don't think we'll do the Man City five. I think it will probably be Bristol City go and score the first goal um, mm. and then Arsenal go and score th- probably three and then that'll be it. Mm. I don't th- I don't think Jonas will like turn around and go, oh, Beth, you're going on, go and help us out a little bit again because that was uh, a bit chaotic, they say.
3: I mean, uh, uh, one of my feelings was after that, that Villa game is the fact that you, we've had to rely on... Not just Beth, for every forward being on just to turn this game in our favour. Um, Arsenal can't afford to get to Gazid early because I I think Bristol if Bristol get a goal from a corner like like Villa did get a goal early they're going to go right okay we've got a goal we're going to we're going to pitch up here ten players behind the ball and we're going to you know try and ride this out and I'd be worried about that for us. In My opinion we've got to score first like we did at Manchester United and then we've got to go again. Ah, Jonas has lost league titles and goal difference um, over in Sweden, and he and he knows that games like these are the ones where you can, no offence, <laughs> but these are the games he knows that um, you need you, need to, you can fill your boots if you were.
2: You can I, fill I'm, your boots, but the way our season started,
3: I know, but this is the perfect game to get those forwards firing. You know, this yeah, is the, the,
2: I get that. I get that, but you were notorious on your predictions.
3: Well, I'm trying to be positive here because normally normally (laughs) my predictions are negative and then negative things happen. So I'm trying to look at it the other way. And I think about the Emirates game, the, the opening game, liverpool Matt Beard, as Shahan will know, is a, is a very experienced manager. I think he did actually manage Bristol City for a while. Um, I think it might have even actually been the season he went down, sadly. Um, but yes, Matt Beard, very experienced manager. Knows how to win at the Emirates. He's done it before with Liverpool, and he set the team up well, and we weren't fully up to speed. Manchester United, very difficult game. And then Aston Villa, again, Carla Ward, very good manager. Again, set up Aston Villa to defend very well, and they almost got away with it. I just think this is... This is for me, it's been the game where we can go, right, our team should have enough. But we know, obviously, Birmingham City. But I'm going to be positive and I'm going to say 4-0 Arsenal is going to be the same scoreline as it was um, a few years ago when, um, obviously, they have scored twice and DVD and Beth scored. And hopefully it would be a good shot in the arm for our attacking forwards to get those patterns of play going, get get to attacking phase going. Because we saw last season and the season before, this team this team can play attacking football and can break teams down. And it, I think this will be the one for them when they can go, right, kickstart, get those goals flowing, and then the rest of the decisions will follow. So I'm being optimistic here and saying 4-0. Um, what's the worst that could happen? Um, but that's it. That's all the time we've got uh, for this particular episode. Just leads me to, for my co-host, co-conspirators, and of course, Shahan, to tell everybody where they can find them in the wild world of social media. Uh, Shahan, I'm going to come to you first. Where can we find you?
0: Cool. Well, first of all, yeah, thank you for having me on, uh, your show my tonight. And uh, yeah. Um, if people want to follow me, um, online, um, my personal, uh, handles are, uh, at Shahan Shahan on Twitter mm-hmm. and at Shahan X Shahan on Instagram. Um, I, I've also, I'm also running a new British C Women fan page called the other BCWFC, which is British C Women fan content. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you could go at the other BCWFC on Twitter and Instagram.
3: Excellent. Uh, Matt, where can we find you?
1: You can find us all here on VAWPods, uh-huh. or if you really want to find me, it is at lr 28
3: Excellent. Um, Lottie, where can we find you?
2: Um, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lottie underscore wfc. A-W-F-C, can't get that right. <laughs> um, or you can just come and find me here with you guys, really.
3: Absolutely, it's always a pleasure to, to do this. So it's been good to get back into the uh, swing of things after being away for a bit. But it's good to be back. Um, if you if, if you want to find me, um, I don't know. Maybe you got you know you want you want to watch somebody rant about other football teams and maybe how they're running their clubs or Arsenal women memes or just general nonsense, then if that is how you want to waste your time, you can follow me at Adam sort of 4 on Twitter. I do occasionally put things on Instagram and or TikTok um, when, you know, the moments of inspiration do come, but mostly on Twitter slash x slash the site forming in a Twitter until um, it collapses. But that's it. That's the end of the show. That's the end. It's been an absolute privilege talking to the three of you. Arsenal um, versus Bristol City. Um, can't wait for that. A trip to Ashton Gate. Um, Come on, is and come on, Bristol. Let's hope for a cracker. Good night.